This is the Nippon Taikyu Cosmopolitan, Japanese endurance racing covered by an American. Welcome back to the Nippon Taikyu Cosmopolitan. I have not said that in a long time, close to a month now, but we're now back. We have another round here at Fuji yet again after this summer break. It's another shortened race yet again. I've lost track of how many have been shortened due to red flags, but quite an eventful one too, just like other races. So let's get right into this. One more thing though, before I want to begin this, and that is my new monthly series I'm going to announce on this podcast, and that's going to be the news rundown. Bit of a throwback to my old days back in the Next Up Shift podcast, where I only covered news. But I'm thinking, rather than covering news unrelated to the race of the weekend, I could put everything together into one month-long episode. After being gone for about a month, a lot of stuff added up. And I think over the course of that time, we could get a 25 to 35 minute episode just based off of news unrelated to races. But besides that, let's get right into covering qualifying. We did have the craziest qualifying session all year, both in GT500 and GT300. In GT500, it was a little bit less crazy than GT300, but the normal stuff that did happen, though, was that both Artas were both in the top five. They showed they have good qualifying pace throughout the year, but have yet to be able to convert it. Championship hopefuls and DDP did end up starting P4, hopefully being able to help them in their title fight. The surprises start with both the factory number one and number 23 Nismo entries. They ended up second and third to last. What was even more surprising though, had to be Tom's. We knew after practice that Toyota seemed to be struggling at Fuji, and this continued with the highest Supra only qualifying in P7. But both Tom's qualified a horrendous last and fourth last. They are in the title fight, but that's definitely not going to help them out after NDDP qualifies best of, you could say, the quote-unquote guys in the title fight. We are halfway through the year, but we do have our teams and cars that do seem to be shaping out to fighting. Sadly, that does not include Arta, because they keep screwing themselves over, but let's get into GT300 before we go that far. GT300 was even more wild. First, the Subaru BRZ of the number 61 R&D Sport qualified a season best P2. I think they've been turning around their qualifying pace with back-to-back good qualifyings. Uh, This does give hope that a season revival can happen for the squad, even with that infamous horrible start to their season where they failed to score points in almost every single race. But as we did see last round at Suzuka, when they did get that good qualifying, they did fail on race pace. Qualifying and race pace are different 
They can be related, but you can be good at qualifying pace and just fall down the field. That's what happened at Suzuka for the R&D Sport car. But let's see if they can convert that P2. Another surprise, though, was the number 11 gainer car, which only scored 11 points the first three rounds of the year and was tipped to be a title favorite. They got a DNF in the first race of the year and really failed to make a difference after that. But they qualify pretty high up the grid and hope to get some good points in GT300. Another big surprise was J-Lock. They had an amazing qualifying with a P4 and a P9. And finally, the biggest surprise by far was the Good Smile Hatsune Miku car qualifying on pole while being a consistent bottom of mid-table team. Ahead of the race on Sunday, the number 23 Nismo car got even more bad luck. They would have to serve a 5 second stop go penalty due to a chassis change before the beginning of the weekend. And in the race, along with a P poor P13, they would have to pull off a miracle to recover from that, and they didn't. They stayed exactly the same and got no points in that P13. They dropped all the way down to P4 in the championship after that horrendous weekend on their end. They are now 27 points back from the top. Both Toms have amazing recoveries, while the number 36 has the recovery of the GT500 season to keep themselves in the title fight after a dominant win by NDDP to take the lead of the title where they won by 44 seconds. Right now, the Tom's number 36, I think is so far my favorite. They did lead the championship until now. And even with that recovery, it just shows how good that car is. I think it's an off race for them, but I think they basically have this title in the bags if they can continue the form they've had for the first half of the year. Arta though, this race is the only predictable team. Um, like the entire season, this is how it goes. Step one, qualify inside the top five with both your cars. Step two, then forget you need championship points to win the title and not penalty points. Step three, have terrible strategy with the other car and pull a Ferrari. And that is the Arta mindset. Give false hope at the beginning of the, the weekend and then drop down the field by doing something stupid. So, also with a 40 second penalty for illegally refueling and changing tires. The number 100 Kunimitsu car, my GT500 team, also got a penalty with Naoki Yamamoto and Tarutseki Makino. But unlike the number 8, they actually recover well and finish P6. They move up to P3 in the championship, 24 points off of NDDP in the lead. That's what's happening so far in GT500. But... I almost forgot. Let's cover the number one. 
with just like its sister car, the number 23, it struggled badly in qualifying. They ended up finishing last after the number 36 Toms who qualified below them had a Max Verstappen charge like through the field. Another team to also have a Verstappen-like charge through the field was the title leaders in GT300. BMW Team Studi started P16 and got a podium finishing P2. BMW Team Studi is really showing nobody can beat them, and even though the gap between them and the lead to the number 56 condo car in second is only two points, Team Studi is by far the best team in GT300 and our favorites to win the title. The Ferrari Formula 1 team should take notes as the number 11 gainer car pulls an incredible strategy masterclass to jump two spots and take the GT300 win. That gainer car was by far the best when it came to switching from the dry tires to the wets on lap 81 of 92. Part of their help was that red flag, so it was kind of perfect for them to get their stop done right before the red flag came out. But even if it wasn't shortened, they showed they were probably the best car in GT300 to switch onto the wets. They maybe wouldn't take the win by almost 8 seconds, but I think it would have been a close fight between P1 and P2 for that win, but Gainer would come out on top. So let's finish up this pretty quick episode since I don't cover pre-weekend news anymore. It's the biggest one of the year and big ramifications well, for years to come. And that is a potential team we will be losing in GT300. Not for next race and not for only next season, but for maybe years on and and that is the engineering hoppy team. I know I make fun of them all the time because it's easy. They're a private tier team, not much money. They need to use pay drivers and they've gotten bad results in the past. They have entered into the midfield, getting points in every single round. It's quite an achievement for a team that does not have much money and that was proved when the number 25 car went up in flames. What happened was the number 25 was slowly shedding its exhaust that caused the heat to rise and caused the fuel line to burn, starting a fire inside the car. Nonaka of the 25, who was driving, is okay, but the team has confirmed the car is beyond repair. They have also said they don't have the money and the funding to just go out and buy a new car like other teams. They've been putting all their money and only the money they have into the current car. It's no use for them to hold money for a car they can't afford, even if they saved up their money and didn't put all their money into the current car, they wouldn't have that shot of even getting a new car. But it doesn't matter because it was paying off points in every single round, but now that car is gone. The team said they don't have enough money to repair the car and they could be gone for the time being from a year 
to maybe even five years, they do still have hope of coming back, and I'm confident they will return if they take the time to get another good car and the money back. They do have their sponsors still around, and the money coming from them, and maybe even the board could give them a little bit of extra money to come back quicker. The team boss doesn't know if or when they will return, but he said he wants to take the time to make the best car possible. He said there's no use in rushing a comeback with a bad car that doesn't score points. They said they at least won't be coming back to Sugo. They could potentially come back next race. I mean, they said it's very unlikely they would have to get some random sponsorship money in the boards to even just go buy a new car. But they said most likely it will be years. It's always disappointing losing a team no matter how bad or how good the team is. Of course, people want good teams gone because they win. But even with these teams that have been showing a recovery up the field, this Hoppy team did enter into the midfield, and it was such a surprise after I said they were going to finish last. Technically, they probably will now, since they may not be competing the rest of the year, but it was good that that team was able to break out even as they have such little money. So that is the end for this week. A really quick one this week, as I'm not covering pre-weekend news. We will be back next week for the race rundown for Sugo. And then after that, with no race going on, we should be able to do that Honda Civic Type R episode that I have been planning on doing for a long time. After that... I will have to check the calendar to see if we even have a race that week, but if we don't, I am going to do my mid-season 5-up, 5-down GT300 update. If you didn't listen to that, go and listen to that. That was one of my first ones of the year. Um, But besides that, enjoy the rest of your day and see you all next week on the Nippon Taiku Cosmopolitan. Thank you.